I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to the very first episode of Dad as Hell, the world's greatest dad podcast. I'm Cuppy Cup. And I'm Jimmy. And I'm Chuck. Uh, this is a new podcast we're going to try out. Uh, we are three very new dads, uh, one of us extremely new. And uh, we wanted to add our voice to the wealth of content out there about parenthood. Because uh, we feel like we have a particular perspective that I think a lot of people have out there. A lot of uh, a lot of dads who are as grossly unprepared to be fathers as we are. Uh, so we wanted to, yeah, just talk that through, and maybe we'll uh, we'll all sort of go on this little journey as we all completely make it up as we go along. Kind of like this podcast. I don't know if we're trying it out. This is my future career. Your future career being podcasting or your future career being fatherhood? Oh, gosh. Podcasting. <laughs> yeah. I'm also, viewing this as like a support group that I need. So <laughs> not, not optional. Yeah. I hope that actually all of our listeners eventually view this as a support group. We're, <laughs> we're all going to get through this, through this together, guys. Uh, also, none of us are just trying out being a dad because, you know, once – you know, once that omelet's made, you can't unscramble them eggs. So, oh, and that pun was not intended. But <laughs> very graphic. But there it is. I promise you that was not intended. But, but there it is. Uh, so, uh, as this being the first episode, I think we ought to sort of establish a baseline here. Let everybody know where we're coming from. Uh, I have a daughter. She is about to turn eight months old. So. You know, still a baby, but we're, I feel like we're past, you know, I hesitate to say, but I feel like we're past some of the rough stuff, but that's probably because the rough stuff's about to hit me in the fucking face. <laughs> uh, uh, Cup, how about you? Well, let me tell you, the next month's a doozy because I have a nine-month-old daughter. Uh, so I'm I'm the seasoned vet here on Dad as Hell. And, seasoned uh, veteran by one month. <laughs> yeah, but that yeah, month... It seemed like such a difference. Wise exactly. old sage. <laughs> I I live in constant fear of the terrible twos, thinking that this <laughs> this is somehow not the the worst. I mean, I love being a dad, but it's it's hard sometimes. Yeah, trying. What about you? What about you, Jimmy? Well, I am definitely coming at this from a unique position. My wife is uh, scheduled to have our baby in seven weeks. So in the, in the throes of a Houston summer. And, um, I am happy to admit that I don't know what the hell I'm doing. People ask me, people ask me every single day, are you ready? And I just say, I just have decided I'm going to be brutally honest. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. (laughs) We're going to find find out. out. Oh, I should mention this is my, uh, this will be our first child. So this is the, the whole first go around of, of, of that. And, and I think and it, it is for clear, you guys this, as well. Yeah, this is a first child for all three of us, right? Yes. Correct. I, yes. That what we know of. First child we're all aware of. Now, Jimmy, you used a, a specific term there that I, I know you and I talked about recently uh, off the air, but I wanted to bring it up because I and I mean this as a compliment. You said your wife is going to have your first child soon. 
And I think that's really telling because it, it, it speaks to a pet peeve of mine that I know you share where people say we're pregnant. And I do not say, I don't know about y'all, but I never said we're pregnant. And that what, that is not a, I'm not a part of this, you know, whatever. I'm not helping out. It was more of a, she's going through all of this shit and I have it way easier. I'm not taking credit for anything that she's going through here. That's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, We, as in me and Kevin Durant, did not win a NBA (laughs) championship the other night. (laughs) Yes. He did. And uh, yeah, same thing with me. He did and you you watched. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's probably 30% me just being afraid of my wife and the other 70% of just out of re- or out of respect like you said she's the one who's doing all the work i mean it's her body that's changing um she's got to you know kind of face a lot of fear she's going through all, all the doctor's appointments like i'm she's sleeping a- like garbage yeah i'm a prop in many ways and exactly i and i told that to my wife right at the outset i was like i'm not going to say we're pregnant but it's because I have a lot of respect for what you're doing and how little I'm actually contributing. I'm yeah. going to help where I can, but yeah, not to mention, it's just kind of weird. Yeah, there is that. I was more of a wear preggers kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it fun and casual. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Doctors I was, uh... like that. Did you have s- sympathy pregnancy? Well, I, I think I gained more weight than my wife, especially in the long run. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. She, you know, they start breastfeeding and drop the weight so quick, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Chalk well, it up I mean, to it's, sympathy. Uh-huh. It's another self selfless act by you guys. You know, you're <laughs> helping your wives, and that's where self-esteem. I can help. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make her feel better about herself by becoming a big old fat ass. Yeah, I mean, I don't throw I don't throw around the word hero loosely. <laughs> you know, I, I like to I look at both of you as heroes and myself as a hero in the making. <laughs> Big thank you, heroes. It's about time somebody said something. I <laughs> I was going to bring it up. I wish to become so fat that we never do this again. <laughs> <laughs> You know, maybe that is, maybe it's some sort of like defense mechanism. Like, well, I'm going to make sure that this was the only one. <laughs> it's oh, uh, evolutionary man, biology. That's so romantic. I know, I'm, isn't it? I'm really hoping in our audience are like some, you know, uh, bright eyed and optimistic 23 year old dudes. And they hear, <laughs> they hear Cup say that he wants to eat his way out of having another child. <laughs> <laughs> there's jaded and then there's that <laughs> chocolate cake is my new release that's okay I, w- <laughs> I was jaded at 23 <laughs> so was I I was jaded at 3 <laughs> you, you guys you guys are positively grizzled <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, so another question since again first episode let's get some things out of the way um for the duration of this podcast, I have no intention of using my daughter's actual name. Uh, I, mostly, I don't know. One, it's weird. 
Two, maybe it'll help her prevent her from ever f- finding these ten years <laughs> from now and hearing them. <laughs> I I hope. Um, so I I'm gonna establish a pseudonym that I'm gonna go with for my daughter. Um, and I think that we all are intending to do so. Uh, in my case, the pseudonym I'm going with, uh, we, you know, we had that point during pregnancy where we had arrived at a name, but for various reasons we can go into on another episode, we weren't telling anybody the name, but we did have to refer to her, you know, during pregnancy, you talk about the kid, uh, so one night we were trying to come up with that name and one night we're watching, uh, raising Arizona and, uh, the Good pregnancy it, flick. It, it really was. <laughs> and he's sitting there near the beginning and, uh, talking about how they just got married. And he says about the, around that time, uh, she figured we ought to have ourselves a critter. <laughs> and we both just sort of looked at each other and it clicked, and for the rest of the pregnancy, for months, we referred to our daughter as Critter. I love so it. So, that will be the name I will be referring to my daughter as uh, for this podcast. I wish I her it. real name was Critter. You wish You wish we had stuck with Critter? <laughs> yeah, like it grew on you so much that you just named her Critter. <laughs> That'd be so country. I I, that would be so country. You know, there's those names that you don't want to pick, because they're like stripper names or whatever that's not one of those i don't know what that is it definitely is going to predict her eventual uh uh profession but it won't be stripper if you're named critter that's oh that's just critter she works down at the five and dime (laughs) critter works for the city in the sewers (laughs) (laughs) what about you guys what are y'all going to be referring to your progeny as for this uh podcast I'm uh, uh, I'm going to use your daughter's real name as as my <laughs> pseudonym. <laughs> no, I think uh, I at first I was going to go with rejected names because we went through a lot of names before we arrived oh, yeah. at the actual name. But I think instead I'm going to use a, a nickname that's currently in use because it will be easier for me to remember. Uh, and Shit that head. that is tr- <laughs> that is no that's shit pants. And uh, mm. that name is Trouncy Cat. Trouncy Cat. Oh, which nice. is a what? behavioral descriptor. And uh, and I think I might end up with TC for short or yeah. T. Or, but, or uh, Trouncy. But, or Trouncy. Yeah, I like Trouncy, actually. But that might be a stripper name. <laughs> well, o- only, only if Trouncy ends in an I. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the R is capitalized. Also, yeah. 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 With an apostrophe there, for no and reason. There's a Y in the middle of it. Even it's a silent <laughs> yeah. Y. Yeah, you got to just replace vowels with Ys and Is. <laughs> what about you, Jimmy? Uh, well, I I like this topic because it's not one. I don't know. Before getting pregnant, I never thought I would have to do this. But you, like, we didn't know a name. I should have also mentioned my wife and I are having a uh, baby boy. And we didn't know the name that we were going to pick for a long time. And you do need something to call this, you know, Mm -hmm. this human that is growing. Um, So I found out back in December, right before Christmas, that we were going to have this baby. And, you know, it was a lot to take in. It was a total surprise. (laughs) You had had to go get cigarettes. 
Yeah. So this was for a whole, I mean, that, that story is for a whole nother podcast, but what, what struck me, we were up in um, Amarillo visiting some people in my wife's family, just, you know, gorgeous December Amarillo. And, uh, I made a run to Chick-fil-A, um, for the family, for, for the in-laws. And while I'm waiting in line, picking up all this food, there's this like super eager, super sincere, nice, I don't know, he had to be like 16 years old, Chick-fil-A kid helping me out. And, um, do they give you know, those people like amphetamines or something? How are they so fucking chipper all the time? Uh, it's a lithium drip in the back. <laughs> um, <laughs> they have but, to repair it on Sundays. Yeah, you know it's um, you know I mentioned how jaded and sarcastic and whatever I am earlier, but so these Chick Fil A people are obviously the exact opposite. And this guy was so nice. And on his name tag, it's just, you know, this white country boy in Amarillo. His name was Hershey, like as in Hershey chocolate. (laughs) That's where I grew up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like Hershey, Pennsylvania. And um, (laughs) so I, I just thought that was the most delightful thing in the world, that there was this super nice, happy 16 year old. And I'm, I'm telling you, like maybe it was coupled with the upcoming birth of Christ, I was all of a sudden had this piece of like, if Hershey can make it, then I can, I can raise it. I can raise a son. And I went home to the in-laws and I did, I declared, we know the name of the baby and it, whether it's a boy or a girl, they shall be named Hershey. And, uh, I don't think the in-laws liked it as much, but as the weeks went by, I just kept calling it Hershey, and eventually I caught my wife calling it Hershey, and then other people were calling it Hershey. And That's so how it starts. That's how you do it. So please forgive me for the long-winded story, but uh, long story short, uh, I'm going to call him Hershey. The The other little anecdote is, you know, it, it is kind of weird how people just ask what you're going to name the baby. I guess it's not weird, but being on the receiving end of that question feels a little strange. It just hey, feels Mind your own fucking business. Yeah, it feels personal. And so what I've really been trying to nail down is a deadpan answer of, um, we're naming the boy Dick. <laughs> it's not short and for it, anything. And if it Dick had been Gartz. a girl? Dick and they Gartz. say Richard, and I say, no, Dick. <laughs> and then I, like I, just, I just leave it. Leave that pregnant pause. Yeah, you had another thing there that again we've we've touched on before. You know, talking about imp- your impending parenthood and everything. Uh, when you said, you know, if her she can make it, I can do this. There is, uh, I think, a running theme probably in this podcast is going to be that. You know, you constantly have the the moments of oh, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I don't know what comes next. What do we do here? But you always fall back on that mentality of I've seen the people that are out there. Uh, if these people are having children and those children are surviving, I surely I can pull this off. Yeah. Is that the goal? Some of survival? The people, well, sometimes, yes. Sometimes the goal is <laughs> let's survive through till, till dawn. <laughs> if we can make it till dawn, we will still be a family. Cup. <laughs> I know that TC is probably already playing the violin at, you know, age nine months, but Chuck mm-hmm. did tell me 
he said, for the most part, early on, the only job is just keep this thing alive. And it yes. gave me a lot of peace. That really is it. That's a good way to look at it. It's, it's now that is a very dead perspective on it because right. for mom, those first months are just a blur of constant feedings and lack of sleep. And like, again, you know, we were not pregnant. Uh, we also weren't doing all of the work for the first couple months for the first eight weeks. Like, uh, if you're breastfeeding, dad ain't helping on the feedings until you as switch to bottle. As much as you tried. As much as I tried. You know, she just <laughs> wasn't interested. I shaved my chest. I did what she I could. wouldn't take. Yeah, you know. And uh, There's so, a lot of stuff to wash, though, so you can, you can find yeah, your little roll. You are... You become a uh, a back kitchen diner dishwasher. <laughs> your your hmm. wake her waking life is feeding this child and desperately trying to get some sleep, and yours is just washing the nonstop, just stream of small bottles and parts and pieces and plastic things, and you don't even know what half of them do, but they just keep showing up, and you keep washing them, and that, that is your life. My small fingers came in handy for a lot of that work. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Sounds wonderful. They sell uh, tools, you know. though. And, you know, you can spend that time listening to your favorite dad podcast. <laughs> That's right, because yeah. there's a lot of time. <laughs> there is a lot of time, you know, but when it comes right down to it, you know, when the baby's not sleeping through the middle of the night... Uh, you're not actually getting up to feed the kid until they switch to bottles. It's always mom. So again, I'm not taking credit for any of that. Can can I ask a question on that note? Mm-hmm. Did you have a lot of guilt or passive aggressiveness that was coming back your way as a so from a very pro, all right? Let me back up. As guys, <laughs> we know we're. I mean, just is, we're kind of the more pragmatic sex. And oftentimes, pragmatism is not valued by our spouses. You know, (laughs) what they're looking for is not necessarily a pragmatic solution. I cannot help but notice that Cup and I are neither agreeing nor disagreeing with you. Yeah, your your silence speaks speaks I know who one listener is going to (laughs) be. I abstain. Okay. (laughs) And... What I mean is, so obviously early on, the mother is the only person that can feed that child, you know, and it can't be this like equitable 50-50 deal. So I'm wondering, is there some, you know, some passive aggressive guilt that is given back in return because we can't do, we are again, just a prop. We are the, uh, we're the dish boy. That's all we can do. I get what you're saying. In my opinion, one, and this is going to sound super kiss-ass, my wife is cool as hell. I I did not have that. But I think... And that's why I set it up like this, so you can say that. But I think ways that you can help that is the very most important thing. Own that right from the start. Uh, just, Just talk with her and say, look, I know that you are doing all the work here and I can't help. So what I'm going to do... I'm going to wash all of the things and I'm going to go to the store and the drugstore and the whatever at a moment's notice, you know, even if I don't have pants on, 
whatever. I'll go get what we got to get, and I will do the things I can do. <sighs> I, you got to be available. You're the yeah. next man up. You got to be Johnny on the spot. And yeah. it's like what Chuck's saying. You have to know your role. So if you're the unpaid <laughs> no, intern, your at, <laughs> you're the unpaid intern at a, a fortune you know, 10 firm, you're not going to be mouthing off to people and, uh, you know, you know, trying to override decisions and things like that. So I think if you kind of know your role and play that role and uh, with a lot of reverence and uh, yes, <laughs> you'll be in good shape. Weeks, scri- just, you know, yeah, scribbling but, this down in my steno pad. I'm not intern of this fortune yes. 500. Household. No, that's, that's perfect. You're the intern. <laughs> For eight weeks, whatever your sort of, I don't know what your household relationship is like, but for at least those first eight weeks, you're going to, it. think of it as like undercover boss. You know, mm. <laughs> wherever you were before, you're going to be going in at entry level for eight weeks, and you're going to see what the household is like as the household intern. And you're going to be doing all of those tasks, and you're going to do them with a smile on your face, uh, because you know that she's doing all of the real work. So you're just going to do anything that comes your direction. Nice. And then, like undercover boss, at the end of the day, when we they have those confessionals and they start crying and they peel off like the sticky mustache, that's what this podcast is going to be for me. Is, is you peeling off the sticky mustache? <laughs> yes. I'm not sure we should use that as our tagline. <laughs> and then at the end, the, it's a euphemism. <laughs> the intern ends up giving everyone like ungodly sums of money. That also is something you're expected to do. Oh, yeah. So that's that's weddings and uh, things like that in your future. New cars. Yeah. I forgot. I, I have to go out and earn. You know, it, we. We came up with this podcast idea, uh, and it only just now occurred to me that really for the meat of it, when we're most going to want to talk to Jimmy, there's almost no chance he's going to be able to get online for even a half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) I might just need to like dive in sporadically for like 30 second snippets. (laughs) What what we're going to have to do is Cup and I are going to have to sit here on the ready and wait for when you need to go to Walgreens and you just, while you're driving, you call us with your headphones in (laughs) hit record on this one, fellas. Yeah, we're taking it. No editing because this is one take only. We need a Jimmy understudy as well, who has a (laughs) far different voice than Jimmy, but just steps right in. And we'll just have Jimmy will write down the things that he wants to say, and we'll have someone read them in a monotone voice. (laughs) I'll see if my body doubles up to the task. I like it. We use uh, some voice software or some uh, some, uh, computerized voice software. Yeah, we'll just do it ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so, Cup, what uh, what did we want to talk about today? I mean, we have talked a lot, but... Yeah, I think j- just because of where Jimmy is in the process, uh, we need to take advantage of that and, and get at some things while they're fresh. So while I don't feel like the show is going to be linear, uh, we're kind of starting at the beginning, and uh, the first topic that... Well, we've broached many topics, but the first one that I had planned was to talk about your experiences with pregnancy testing. Were you uh, 
testing all the time or was it kind of uh jimmy already alluded to an accidental situation yeah i actually jimmy you you said that's a story for a later podcast uh you finding out over christmas but i actually think it's a story for this podcast because you have piqued my interest okay uh i'm gonna be pretty transparent and real on this if that's if that's okay with you guys absolutely Okay. I'm against Figure, it. You know, with yeah, I know you are. It, I'm going be to be telling a story uh, that is completely fraudulent in every way. I don't actually <laughs> have a child. I'm going to be reading pages from Dr. Oz's website. This is just some <laughs> sick fetish, uh, pretending to be dads. Um, <laughs> dads. Now, uh, yeah, I mean, we're talking about you know becoming parents, becoming fathers. So uh, I guess parts of that are extremely real. So. The real deal is, you know, it's we, the three of us each became dads, um, very un Texan Baptist at age, not at age 21, but in our 30s. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so you hear all those stories of like, um, or I should say, the wives sometimes hear those stories about all the challenges of getting pregnant and, you know, that, that biological clock is a real thing. And, you know, so that discussion had been taking place. And the, the truth of the matter is, is like, I don't know, I can psych myself out of anything. I could do it out of marriage. I could do it out of the best things in, in the world for me. I could psych myself out of it. So I don't know if I was ever going to fully be mentally on board with this idea of, of having a, having a kid. Mm-hmm. My wife was already, she was in. And so like kind of casually one, one time where she was like, all right, well, I think I'm going to get off the pill because it can take a long time. Like some people will take six months, <laughs> a couple years. Did she know that you're Irish? Well, I mean, <laughs> oh, she knows. <laughs> That's a joke, listeners. <laughs> anyway, so I like kind of just laughed it off because in my mind, there's still part of me that hasn't hit. Like, I don't think I've hit puberty yet. So I was like, ah, well, whatever. And sure enough, sure as day, uh, I'm talking like weeks after the fact, my wife, who I, I mentioned, you know, were the more pragmatic sex. That's really not that true in, in my marriage. My wife is way more like stable emotionally and way more pragmatic than me. She just called me up at work. It was a Friday right before the holidays and told me that she was pregnant. And I said at my desk, bullshit. That was the first thing because <laughs> I thought she was joking with me. I love the honesty of that reaction though. Yeah. I said, bullshit. <laughs> and then I, I still didn't believe her. So I said, and then I said, fuck you. No, I was like, <laughs> I was like, and all of a sudden you heard this, like, Zoom, like the road runner. And I was off. The <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, so I, lost, I, I, I lost myself in Mexico for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I had to go cool my heels down in Mexico for a spell. Um, but no, uh, so I didn't really believe it. And then, so I was like, all right, text me a photo of the pregnancy test. Well, she did. And then I was like, well, you could have gotten that off of Google Images. You know, and <laughs> so like, it just took me a while to process. And I'm sitting at work. You're like a, you're like a my own pregnancy truther here. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, like. The, I'm going to, I'm going to decode the conspiracy. 
you can tell all those years on Twitter has served me really well. <laughs> Did you reach a point where your uh, skepticism was uh, received negatively? <laughs> yeah, she was. She was like, "No, this is for real," and I'm kind of freaking out and excited. I'd like you to <laughs> like you to I need join you me on this to get on the same page as me, right quick. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're uh, you're dragging the image into the Google image search bar, trying, yeah. to, <laughs> trying to see if she stole it. Yeah, I'm soliciting help from the tech sags uh, guys on. <laughs> let's get to the bottom of this story. Um, but I like- uh, it, I, and the the really nice silver lining to this, and it just you know, I, I, there's so much to be grateful. for for through all of this. And I know this is a very different tone than I have on the bullcast, but the really nice part of it was finding out about this at my desk. I kind of like zoned out for two hours. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. And then my boss called me into his office later that day. And I thought I was going to get fired because I have low self-esteem and I'm Irish. And I just think that's like always what's going to happen. The worst and uh, it turns out I got a raise and, you know, a nice little bonus. And, of, nice. of course, I didn't even tell my boss. It was just fortuitous that I found out I was going to become a dad. And then, you know, God, the universe, whatever, provided a little bit that day. So it was a great day. And then we went out and had steaks that night. You know, that's actually the perfect close to yours because I was sitting there thinking – uh, you know, my experience in sort of finding out and getting pregnant and everything was the polar opposite, but then also the aftermath of mine was the polar opposite because, <laughs> uh, cause my wife and I, uh, we did try for over a year, over a year, I think over a year, uh, before things finally worked out. So we did have you know, the difficulties, but you know, my, my wife was 40 when she got pregnant, which is pretty late. You know, that's just generally speaking, statistically speaking, that's a little late in the game, but we knew that going in, we did all the right things. So we had sort of the, uh, not the one week later, it was, you know, over a year later, but, uh, and then (laughs) I did the opposite of, not only like obviously what you're supposed to do, but I mean like what anyone would ever occur to them to do, uh, and proceeded after I found out that we were having a baby. That was also the year where I changed jobs four times in 12 months, uh, and proceeded to take pay cut after pay cut after pay cut in search of a job where I was happy to where I have found one where I'm happy and I'm making less than half what I was when I found out we were pregnant. Ah, uh, late night mm. podcaster. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not Yeah, question. late night. I, this podcast is going to pull in dozens of dollars a year. <laughs> that's that Fortune 10 company I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Fortune 10 dollars. ten dollars sounds like a fortune (laughs) but uh and as far as finding out i mean we were we were doing the you know the the at-home tests so you know i was there but it was and we had sort of frankly we had gotten into and it was it, it was frustrating and we were having kind of a you know, I don't know if this is going to work out and we were getting a little down on it and everything. 
So it kind of had become the norm to just assume that they were all coming up negative. So in that way, it was a surprise that just randomly one of them were like, oh, right. and then we're like, oh, fuck. Like we've been <laughs> we've been planning on this for over a year and we're still like, oh, fuck. For like a split second, your brain still does that. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. And then Which you're like, is, okay, no, no, this is this is fine. This is obviously what we were going for, but <laughs> which I think is just moment. like I, lo- I and I kind of love that. I mean, it's just like the most human thing, whether you've prepared for it or it's the biggest surprise in the world. Uh, like, there's that just kind of visceral, like, oh shit. <laughs> I will say this: I'm not sure I would 100% trust anyone who, when like in the immediate one second after they find out their wife is pregnant, any guy who just his instant instinctual subconscious thought is, I got this. I'm not sure I trust that guy. That's sociopathic. Yeah. that's Sociopathic. You should have at least a split second of, Oh my God, are we going to have enough money? Is everything fine? Like, I mean, a little droplet of pee should come out bonus. (laughs) If a little bonus, if a little bit of poop, if you get a turtle head. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That combined with, with Jimmy's is this real, I think are, are very, uh, real world responses. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, I'm with you. I think that's, that's honest and there's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's the correct response. Cause it means you're thinking about the things you're thinking, uh, do we know a school and are we going to have enough money and can I provide it? It's good that you're, you have a moment's panic yeah, because you're thinking of the things you should be thinking of. Yeah, it's kind of like being aware of your own limitations and mm-hmm. your own mortality in kind of a healthy way. I'd like to think of it. And and the and the brand everyone uses is first response. They should change their uh, packaging to have <laughs> like, people sweating buckets and or screaming <laughs> or looking yeah, very nice. suspicious, like Jimmy. Yeah, you know, if, if it came with like a cigarette, it'd be nice too. Yeah, like every <laughs> one single just falls package, out of the pack. Every single package depicts a different scene. So there's like, <laughs> there's like the one where the guy is like rechecking it to see if it's if it really is a plus or a minus, and then there's the guy who's like already in the car driving off to get cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just a picture of Florida. <laughs> this this cigarette is is inside the device and it unlocks if it, if if if, <laughs> if it's, if it's a, a positive. <laughs> I love it. I think this is going to be a, a product development podcast at its core. Yeah, we're we're really doing this just to get uh, diaper sponsorships. That's the plan. <laughs> sponsorships and invention ideas. <laughs> man if i but, come up with that nose frida son of a bitch oh my gosh i used dad that yesterday tank. actually i used yeah, it today dad shark tank i like that <laughs> idea we should have an episode later of dad shark tank ideas i love it and yeah, everybody comes up with an idea and the other two judge it yeah and yeah we, and we steal ideas from the audience that we may or may not have yeah I assume that zero people are listening to this right now, and I'm cool. Yeah, this with that. particular one's probably two or three. The, uh, but my, with the pregnancy testing, my experience was the same as Chuck's, basically, where we were testing and testing and testing. And then um, we did have the first response one where, you know, they have a control line and then there's a, 
a line next to that, and if the second line shows up, it's positive pregnancy. Uh, but the first positive test we had, that line was so faint, we were looking mm-hmm. at it under super bright light, like analyzing it, and and my first reaction was disbelief. I was like, oh well, it's so light. This is not um, this is not a right. real thing. And I was googling it, and they were saying, you know, if it's light, it's probably nothing. You know, keep doing it. So this we, is another this is another package on our first response, <laughs> right? Yeah. So we we quite literally bought uh, one a day. We bought which is another brand of things. But we bought one pregnancy test a day, sometimes two a day from the Walgreens that was within walking distance of our house, uh, which I don't know why I mentioned that because I drove. Uh, but uh, by the end of it, of everything, <laughs> by the time we were convinced, we had a whole drawer full of positive pregnancy tests, which I can't, <laughs> can't remember if we saved them. They, they may be somewhere. Did they, did they keep fading in in color like a gradient? Like, could you make a... Uh, <laughs> A piece of art <laughs> with them where that second line becomes more and more apparent every time. No, and that's the scary part. There was a point in doing this where they started to become fainter and fainter. So we were panicking where it, it's kind of like weighing yourself every day, I think, where it's not really that accurate. Uh, but if you do it once a week, then it then it's accurate, right? So it's going to get darker week to week, but hour to hour, day to day it could get fainter. So we had some kind of panic moments where it was getting fainter and we, we were scared. Um, but, but by the end of it all, the cashier at Walgreens knew me very well. He probably thought I worked for some nefarious organization that, uh, did pregnancy testing. I don't know. Again, with the sick fetishes, not a nefarious thing to do. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, I feel like pregnancy (laughs) tests are the one thing at Walgreens that, you can buy at any time of day or night in any quantity with any frequency and no one even bats an eye at it. They're like, yeah. well, yeah, we get 20 of this guy a day. Yeah. <laughs> while, that, while that's true, um, I made it a point to tell the cashier when my wife was pregnant and he feigned excitement, which was <laughs> impressive. I'm sure he didn't give a shit. That's a real nice <laughs> moment. Yeah, he was. His first response was actually more excited than mine was, which uh, well, maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know, but he that's he didn't funny. have the disbelief factor. So yeah, so that's it. I think uh, we, we, at least we had some diverse stories, right, for the uh, the first run at this. Even though mine was exactly like Chuck's, Jimmy I, I was think different. So. And I, I hope that we're we're setting the right tone here. I think that we are for for our future plans for this podcast it's uh it's a little real it's a little funny uh and a little earnest you know because with with all of the the jokes and the first responses in mind uh i can say now and i'm sure i'll say again it's pretty fucking fantastic so it all pays off in the end i agree and i and i think you can add inappropriate to the list of of descriptors for the show yeah, and hopefully, I, as of as of the recording of this, we have not uh, recorded our pre-show warning, but hopefully our pre-show warning uh, clarified in some way that uh, there might be some in- inappropriateness and in some language, uh, because we're dad as hell. This is not your father's podcast, because he did not have those. Yeah, on that <laughs> note. Taking notes on how to do the pre-show uh, <laughs> intro here. 
<laughs> yeah, I need a little bit of that raw levity. Just, uh, you know, it's there's been so much unsolicited, super eager advice. And, you know, like, go on Amazon. There's a trillion books on very sincere. Mm-hmm. Pr- I, I need a little bit of the raw practical brass tacks from, from the boys. So Yeah, sometimes it's a little too flowery. And sometimes it needs to be a little bit more practical day-to-day this is literally the shit you're going to be dealing with <laughs> literal shit this will be multiple lit- shows dedicated to shit yeah i think <laughs> we're like i was thinking about that because obviously we're gonna have to have an episode about poop but i feel like that could be a month if we wanted to do that <laughs> mm, I, I, agree. I feel like we could probably fill that amount of time with <laughs> based on the amount of filling that of diapers. Let's like take it to the focus advent groups. Calendar. <laughs> it's yeah. like an advent. It's the worst advent calendar ever. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, hey, I wonder if today. Oh, oh yeah, it's poop again. Yeah, oh, this one has poop. this one has carrots in it. And then <laughs> it's like, and then you panic when there's no poop. But we'll get to that oh. another day. We'll get to that. Where this is, yeah, yeah. So I think that was dad as hell. Well, thank you guys for listening. I'm Chuck. And I'm Jimmy. And I'm Cuppy Cup. Y'all have a good night.